0: Did you know that May is Better Hearing Month? Did you also know that noise-induced hearing loss accounts for one in nine recordable illnesses, making it the number one injury according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics? Listen, I had no idea that May was Better Hearing Month. But upon hearing this and upon learning about Soundtrace, an organization that helps with this problem, I wanted to highlight it. Here's what we know. Hearing loss is permanent. It can lead to other health issues such as depression, anxiety, social isolation, heart disease, dementia, and more. In the early 1980s, OSHA established the Hearing Conservation Program with the intent to protect employees from hearing loss. Unfortunately, 40 years later, hearing loss remains a leading occupational injury every single year because the methods and the equipment in the market today only provide a small sample size of employee noise exposure. So how do we fix this problem? Noise hazards are no different than any other hazards, like radiation. The more exposure, the greater the risk. Radiation monitoring is continuous and has proved to be an effective method to protect employees from radiation sickness. If only there was a way we could do the same for noise. Well, Thankfully, there is now a new way to protect hearing. A digital transformation company, Soundtrace, provides the most advanced employee noise monitoring and exposure technology in all the world. A patented pending artificial intelligence, IoT, and software solution that provides real-time data, insights, actionable improvements, and key metrics like time-weighted averages. Now you can proactively prevent employee hearing loss with critical notifications of when your employees have reached their noise exposure limit. Make sure that you go visit our friends at www.soundtrace.com for more information. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone. I want to say once again how much I value the fact that you would take time out of your busy weeks and make me a part of your leadership journey. From all the reviews, to the emails, to the DMs, I am beyond fulfilled and grateful that I get to do what I love and be a part of your lives. So I just wanted to start by giving some gratitude and let you know how grateful I am to be on the journey with you all. You know, I I heard it once said that when you get kicked in the rear, you know you're out in front. Isn't that something? When you get kicked in the rear, you know you're out front. How's that for some perspective? Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about one of the prices of leadership that we have to pay, and that price is criticism. I wanted to address the subject of criticism because I have found that many leaders struggle with this, in their, in this, with this area in their own leadership. This is an area that comes up so much, whether it was my time in corporate mentoring, whether it was something that I was challenged with, and even now with executives, entrepreneurs, and business leaders, this area of criticism comes up quite a bit. I mean, how is it, how is it that people can be so critical when, when all we're trying to do is help them? I mean, I'm a good person, right? Here's the reality. Like I said, you could be doing everything right as a leader and still get criticized. The key is to ensure that you have the right perspective and you respond appropriately when it happens, not if it happens. It's going to happen. We can't always control how, what somebody says, but we can always control how we respond. However, I'm very excited to make this announcement as it relates to criticism. I wanted to make this very public and aware and you can share this with people because I have come up with the absolute perfect formula to ensure that you never get criticized again in your entire life. I'm going to give you this formula and if you feel the formula applies to you, then you can stop listening to the rest of the show. So so here it is and I know you're at the edge of your seat right now. Jeff Hancher on the Champion Forum podcast is about to give you the absolute perfect formula to make sure you never get criticized again. And here it is. The best way to never get criticized again is never do anything significant. There it is. There's the formula. If you never do anything significant, you will never have to worry about criticism. So there you have it. Thanks for joining today. I hope this episode served you well. Kidding, of course. Listen, the best way to never lose is to never play. And of course, if you're listening to this show, that is not how you're built. You're built to be a champion. You're built to make a difference. You're built to impact others in amazing ways. The reality is, is that all we need to come to grips with is that if you are going to ever do anything of significance, you're going to be criticized. We have to embrace this. We have to have the perspective around this. We have to embrace the reality that criticism comes by doing something significant. And by the way, the higher you go up, the bigger impact you make, the more influence you have, the more truckloads of criticism that are coming. You got to embrace it. I mean, th- this, this happens, you know, embracing things that you know are going to happen. I live here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and this is going to come to a shocker to a lot of people. Every winter it snows. And every winter, it gets cold. And every time the first snowfall hits, guess what I do? Complain. I can't believe this. It's cold. Can you believe it's snowing out there? Yeah, genius. You live in Pittsburgh. That's what it does here, right? Who's surprised? It happens every year. It has happened every year I've lived here. It's going to happen again next year as well. Same with criticism. It's going to happen again and again and again. Embrace it. Criticism is frequent for high-impact leaders. You get everything from side comments to direct challenges to people who walk out the door to anonymous notes sent to you by people with no courage. I have received criticism in every type of package that you even want to imagine. Criticism can completely derail you if you're not careful. So, So what do we do when it comes our way? What are we going to do about it? What are some steps that we can can take to remain composed as a leader? I'm going to give you four steps that you can implement right away to help you navigate your critics. And here's the first one. The first step is don't respond immediately. Every time you get a critical email, that critical comment, that critical text, a critical phone call, something wells up inside you, does it not? Your heart starts racing, you feel hurt, and sometimes you even get angry. And usually when that happens, your emotions derail you from having any level of leadership composure. Nothing good is ever going to happen when you're upset. If you attempt to address the situation, you will almost always make it worse. And this is a big watch out for the fixer types, air quotes, that are listening. This is me. I'm the fixer type ask my wife. I just want to fix it and move on. However, even if I convince myself I'll make it better, I usually don't. It's taken me years to learn this, and I haven't even learned it well in leadership or in marriage, in my own marriage. Why? I want to fix this when I know the best thing to do is just walk away and shut my mouth. I just can't help myself sometimes. I just got to get in there and fix it. I don't want this thing to fester. I don't want it. You know, I got to to protect my ego and my pride and all of this stuff. It never works out well. So I suggest that when you feel an emotional reaction to criticism, give it the 24-hour rule. There's, no, there's nothing that's going to, you know, come between now and 24 hours that's going to be catastrophic. And that's easy in the case of an email, a text, or a written complaint. Just sleep on it. Just sleep on it. There's no reason to to retaliate. But even when there is a verbal exchange, bite your tongue. Thank them and then say little or nothing. Wait, Jeff, you're saying thank them for the criticism? Yeah. Yeah. Criticism is a gift. I didn't say it was truth, but it is a gift. It is absolutely a gift. You can thank people for the feedback, but say very little or nothing at all. After 24 hours, Something amazing usually happens, and it's that you get your brain back in your head. This lapse of time, it allows you to respond reasonably and become more rational to something that once you could only respond to emotionally with anger, or or if you're really good at responding, like me, I'm a trained professional on criticism, and I use sarcasm. That's my dirty little secret. I'll just come at you with a little bit of sarcasm so that I can maybe try to defend myself and prove you wrong, because I am a mature leader after all. No, not never going to help you. It's never going to help you, leader. Even if you have the silver tongue and you have unbelievable communication ability, you may win that battle, but you're going to lose the war. Great leaders do not focus on who's right. They focus on what's right. Step number two, ask yourself this question. Is there any truth in this at all? During this time of reflecting, you can start asking yourself questions like, is there really any truth to this? Because 24 hours gives you some time to look in the mirror a little bit. And look, sometimes there's not. But often what you're going to find is that there's some level of truth, even if it's small. This is a great time to consult a mentor or a friend. They, they may see what your critic sees. Even if there's just a sliver of truth, that sliver can help you grow into an even better leader. Self-awareness, it's one, of the, it's one of the strong pillars of emotional intelligence. And our critics, sometimes they can help us become more self-aware. Criticism affords us an opportunity to learn. It gives us an opportunity to improve and, and level up our leadership impact. The third step is you got to own it. You got to own the criticism. Own whatever part of the criticism that you can. Far too often, leaders get arrogant and defensive when they're criticized. This can ruin your credibility, especially when it's top down criticism, like your boss is giving you some feedback or criticism. <clears throat> Man, this is not fun, by the way. I remember a time that I was having a one on one meeting with uh, a prior boss and. They told what they told me derailed me. You know, they were talking about um, they were giving me feedback about some observations they had about meetings that they attended with me and whatnot. And uh, he said, you know, Hanch, I got to tell you something you might not want to hear, but I think you need to know because I think you need to work on it. He said, I kind of feel like you're too motivational and fluffy. Whoa, whoa. I was like ready, I was like ready to fight. Like I was so upset about this statement. I'm too motivational and fluffy. How is this even possible that I'm too motivational? Basically, what he went on to say was, is that you need to strike a better balance of being more of a challenging leader. Because if you're not careful, people are just gonna see you as the political favorite. And you're never gonna be able to execute and get things done. Did I wait 24 hours? Absolutely not. I went right in, right away, and I started professionally with my silver tongue and polished Delivery saying things like, well, what makes you feel that way? Who did you inquire about this that told you that that's the case? Have you talked to my direct reports? Do they think that I'm motivational and fluffy? Because I bet if you talk to them, they wouldn't feel that way at all. They would be the first one to tell you, I challenge people more than anybody in this whole, uh, this whole division. I am a challenger. I don't know why you're saying this. And I just looked over and saw his face. He basically was giving me the look of, would you shut up and just listen to what I'm telling you? You know, in that moment, it wasn't about being right. It was about listening. And I can only imagine his perception of me after that meeting. It probably took me months or years to regain any credibility because I'm sure in his mind in that moment, it was like, hey, be careful uh, trying to help Hancher get better because he's just going to give you backlash and he doesn't want to hear it. And if you you create that, whether it's with your boss or with the people that report to you, they're just going to stop talking altogether. That is so unhealthy. Be somebody that is open to being criticized and is open to some level of feedback. And don't just look to your fans to make you feel better when criticism comes. This is not the time to call mommy. And have her rally to your side. Mommy, you'll never believe what they said to me today at work. They said that I was overzealous and I talk too much and I don't listen. Oh, honey, that's not true. You're the best thing since sliced bread. You know you're built for greatness. Mommy loves you. Come over. Let's have some chicken soup together. You don't need it. That's not what you need in this moment. Don't don't go calling the people that are just going to rally to your side and tell you how amazing you are and how you're right and the rest of the world is wrong. Even if it's true, that's not what you need in this moment. What you need in this moment is to own it. If someone was offended by what you said, try to understand why. Own that peace. Even if their reaction to what you did was a, a terrible overreaction, it doesn't matter. Great leaders assume responsibility. Weak leaders blame. Who are you? What camp are you in, leader? Great leaders assume responsibility. Weak leaders blame. So become a great leader, especially when it comes to criticism. Whether the criticism is true or not, it's irrelevant. The other person's perception is something you need to own. Great leaders, again, they never care who's right. They care more about what is right. This starts with owning the criticism so you can learn from it and so you can grow from it. And then the fourth step, reply relationally. Just because they shot off a critical email in a fit of rage doesn't mean that you need to do that. This isn't tit for tat. Just because they may have publicly criticized you doesn't mean that you should return the favor. Social media, somebody, come on. Have you ever seen these social media banters and arguments that go on between people? It it is it is mind-blowing to me. Has anybody ever looked at one of those and said, wow, they're really getting a lot done. Seems like we have a bunch of mature adults that are getting a lot accomplished via social media. Have you ever seen one of these comment threads? You're a jerk, stop coming into my yard. Uh, I'll come into your yard if I want to. I'll bet you won't again, you'll see what happens. Can't wait. All over social media? Like, have you lost your minds? Just because somebody might publicly criticize you doesn't mean that you should return the favor. Take the high road. Take the high road. Your reputation and your leadership brand demands it. And be real careful on the reply all somebody. Come on. On the email, you know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, somebody criticized me in front of everybody on this email. I'm going to reply all and retaliate and defend my position. Hold tight, pal. That is not that is not your move. That is not your move. Be careful about how you respond. I learned an amazing strategy from Andy Stanley years ago, and I I have followed it ever since because, again, I'm the fixer. So I got to be real careful with this. And this strategy has helped me greatly. What he recommended was is to take your response to criticism up one level from how they corresponded with you. This allows you to reply in a way that's more relationally connected than how they initiated things with you. Here's an example of what that might look like. If they emailed you, call them. You not only shock them, but you will quickly diffuse the situation. You know this. People are way bolder on email than they ever are in a face-to-face conversation. Nothing good regarding conflict ever is going to happen in written form. Never. If they stopped you in the hall and blasted you, invite them to coffee. Call them. Tell them that you'd like to learn from them and address the issue in person. You will start seeing shift happen immediately. If they got mad at you at a meeting, take them to lunch after the meeting. Hey, I'd like to go grab a sandwich with you and talk about what you mentioned in the meeting and learn from that. Nine out of 10 times, you will take the air right out of the conflict balloon. And if they're healthy and you own whatever you can, you'll be surprised at how it resolves the situation. So take the criticism one level up. So to summarize, the four steps don't respond immediately, ask yourself, Is there any truth in this? The third one, own it. Got to own it. And the fourth one, reply relationally. Whenever you begin to handle criticism in any aspect of leadership more effectively, you will feel a positive shift in your approach. That can be gauged quite easily when you start to see the shift in the way your own people provide feedback to you. You may also notice that your people will respect you even more, which will also drive increased engagement and increased productivity. So make sure that you have some awareness around this criticism thing. Appreciate you all joining today. Please let today's subject challenge you to assess where you are on the spectrum of responding to criticism. Keep pushing through the challenges. Keep climbing. Keep impacting others and never forget that you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.